This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to live their best life and become location independent. This week, I'm really excited to do a mentorship episode with Maeve Ronan, who is the founder of Girls Innovate. Maeve started Girls Innovate in order to provide teenage girls the opportunity to flourish and to have the tools for self-improvement in order to succeed in life. Maeve is currently writing a book where she interviews and collects tips from diverse groups of women in different industries that will help teenage girls. Maeve reached out because she wanted to learn how I was able to ditch the norm to pursue my passions and to learn how to get the confidence and stay motivated while starting an online business. If you want to be a part of this new mentorship segment, make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com or email me at guest at theoffbeatlife.com for more information. Thank you so much for joining us for this mentorship episode. I'm here with Maeve Ronan. Maeve actually reached out to me a little while ago because she is creating a book and she's interviewing a lot of different women who can possibly give her ideas and tips and tricks for teenage girls. And I was really interested in what Maeve was doing and she is so passionate about this. How are you, Maeve? I'm doing great, Debbie. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. So can you tell us a little bit more about you and what you're doing right now with this current project that you have? Sure. So I am writing a book that teaches teen girls the principles of success. So I'm interviewing different women across all industries to share their advice. So I really want to teach teen girls kind of self-development tools like public speaking or problem solving or mindfulness and anything that will help them become great leaders and succeed in life. What made you decide to do this? I was in college and studying data science and I really just wanted to do something to give back and to help team girls that maybe don't have the role models that I had in my life. And I worked with inner city girls this past summer And they really just inspired me to do something that would have an impact on them. Yeah, that is really amazing what you're doing because like most of us, when we're teenagers, we're always so confused. So this is such a great project you're doing, Maeve. It's really great that you have more questions for me and I'd love to answer them. What are some of the questions that you'd like to ask? Great. So I'd love to start and go back to when you chose to leave your home in New York and go against your family's suggestions that you should go to college. How did you muster up the courage to do that? And what did you learn from that decision? I left New York for a few months um, when I was 18. I went to college at FIT here in New York City, and I thought I wanted to go into advertising and marketing. And a few months into it, I realized that I absolutely hated it. The environment itself, I didn't really like. And what I was studying, I really didn't like as well. And I talked to my parents about it and they gave me an ultimatum. I either go back to school and do nursing 
because I'm Filipino and that's what most Filipino families expect their children to be is to go into nursing and I refused and I knew it wasn't something that I wanted to do and I knew that I wanted to pursue something in the arts because I was very creative and and I still am now and I just had to put my um, my foot down and I said I'm not going to do this and that's what led me to stay with my aunt and uncle in Florida for several months and really think about what I wanted and uh, my aunt and uncle were both in the medical field and they kind of showed me both worlds either what it was going to look like if I go into the arts or if I decided to go into nursing and it just reaffirmed my belief that it wasn't the right step for me to be a nurse. After that happened I came back and I had a sit down talk with my parents so it wasn't something like I wanted to disrespect them and I knew that they also wanted to do what was best for me so it was really important to have that talk and communicate with them as well and to tell them the reason why I didn't want to pursue nursing. And is that when you realize that following your passions is really essential to your own happiness? It definitely was because I saw so many things, right? My family are immigrants and they worked so hard for me to get where I am. And for me to just throw the, all of that away to do something that I absolutely hated, it just seemed like a disservice to all of the work and energy that they put into me and to the whole family. So that every time I think about that and every time I say to myself, I should just keep going even though I hate it, I think to what my family has gone through. They came from poverty in the Philippines. You know, they're from a third world country. I immigrated from them there as well. So I knew what it was like, what poverty and what having nothing was like. And for us to have the privilege to have that here in the United States and for me to throw all of that away and to do something that I absolutely hated was just for me a disservice to what work that they have gone through and what struggles they had gone through and me as well to, to continue to do that and to continue to just do something that I didn't want to do. Yeah, that's a really great way to look at it. And I know that there's a lot of teen girls out there who do have immigrant parents and do have are in a similar situation. So what advice could you give to them to navigate telling their parents that they might not want to follow the path that they've set out for them? Knowing what you want when you're a teenager is really hard, right? It's a very small amount of teenagers that even know, even as adults, we change our minds, we do different things. And if you come from an immigrant family like mine, you're very much into focusing about succeeding and to making income and to have stability and all of those things, which are all really important. Now, even if you do that talk with your parents and you're young and the conversation still may not come out the way you want it to, right? Because there's going to be opposing sides to it. So you're still going to do a lot of growing and you may not know how to negotiate with your parents and how you want your life to be, but you should also learn how to be able to compromise in some way. Not saying that you should absolutely not do whatever it is that you want, you should. So for me in my 20s, that's what I did is to experiment and that's how you really learn how and what you're passionate about. You're 
either going to do it or you're not, right? So you don't learn from books. You don't learn from just watching other people. You know, even advice, it's great and everything, but you have to learn on your own. And I think the best way to show your parents that you really want to do something is just to start doing it and not to say that you should go against them, but do something every single day to show them that you're really passionate about something if you are and just go from there. And, you know, my parents, they butted heads with me and I butted heads with them all the time when I was a teenager and even throughout my 20s. But if you are very strong in your conviction of what you want to do, then you just keep going. And if you decide that you want to do something else, that's okay too. We all learn from our mistakes and we learn from trying different things. That's so such great advice. And what is something that you failed at or some mistake that you made in that time and what did you learn from that? Well, there's a lot of different mistakes that I made for sure. It's so many mistakes, a lot of failures. I started a lot of different businesses and I didn't know how to handle it because when you're first starting out in a business, especially for someone who's creative, I just thought about the creativity of it all, like the fun part. And I didn't realize that in order to keep a business going, you had to do your taxes and you had to make sure you were doing marketing and you were doing all of these back end stuff that I didn't really know. Now, a lot of people don't understand that it's just something more than just the creativity and the fun part. So that was a big failure for me. And also doing something that I just did for money and there was no passion in it was also a huge mistake for me. And really, that's everything that I've tried, right? So you have to try all of those things and fail at a lot of them to really understand what it's like to have a business, to be a freelancer, to even just have a job itself. And one of the things that I see with a lot of people, even when I was young, is that People don't know how to work hard and they just take things for granted. And that's something that you really have to look at is everything that you get, you have to earn um, and you can't take things for granted. Yeah, that's so important. And other than failed businesses and sort of mistakes along the way, what has been one of your biggest setbacks in life and how have you overcome it? So I would say one of the biggest setbacks for me is really my mindset. And especially when I was starting a business, I really didn't think about creating income from it because I felt like if you're an artist or you're a creative, like it has to be about the work. And I came to realize that in order for you to actually do what you love, you have to create income from it or else you're just going to be doing your nine to five or not saying a nine to five is bad, but you really have to learn that you have to create income from your passion or else it's just going to be a hobby. So my mindset was always like, I can't make money from this or else, um, you know, I'll be a sellout or all of these things. So once I changed that mindset, then everything started to change for me. And just asking for it, asking for the universe for it, asking for friends and family. And there's never, unless you're just asking and never giving, there's, it's never bad to ask, right? But you also have to reciprocate and And um, in a lot of ways, you have to give more than you receive in order to receive more, um, if that makes sense. (laughs) Totally. That totally makes sense. How have you made money from your online business and from your podcast? 
I have actually made income from that mostly from sponsorship. And it's really interesting because podcasting is the wild, wild west right now. It's been around for a while. Not many people know how to create income from it. And for me, that's really been my main way of creating income is I get sponsors from my podcast and I've been getting pretty decent amount of money from it that I could actually leave my nine to five in order to pursue this full time. And then I'll be moving into digital products. So you started your podcast and kept it going while you had your nine to five for a while. Is that correct? Yes. And do you think that that helped you build up the podcast without feeling stressed that that was the only income you would be having? Yeah, it definitely takes out the desperation out of it. For a lot of people, I say all the time, don't leave your nine to five unless you're creating some sort of income somewhere else and you have savings. So you don't want to just jump into this blindly and then you have to go back to your nine to five. You want to make sure that you're prepared. You're obviously not going to be prepared for everything, but you need to make sure that you have your systems in line in order to do what you want to do because you're just going to be in the same place that you were before if you don't have a plan and you don't have systems. Right. So if someone wanted to start an online business, what would you suggest be their first step to take? The first step is really learning what you are passionate about. Learn that. What is it that you really love? And then you have to also know what you're talented in, right? Because we always hear you have to pursue what you're passionate about. Go for your passions. But what many people don't tell you is that you also have to align it with your talent. And I think that's what everybody really needs to figure out first. And then you also have to realize that there's a lot of back end stuff to it, especially with marketing, because it doesn't matter how good your product is. If no one sees it, if no one wants it, then there's no business. It must have taken a long time for you to build up your online following as well. How have you stayed motivated um, to keep going while you haven't seen results immediately? So again, it comes back to passion passion and talent. Even though I wasn't making money the first few months of my business, it was because I was passionate and driven about what I was doing. So I'm passionate about helping people. I'm passionate about having the freedom lifestyle. And I wanted to help people to do that and also have that for myself. So if you're not passionate about what you're doing with your work, then it's just going to fizzle out. So that's why that's the main thing, really, that's going to keep driving you. And it took me a long time to actually create an audience. And I actually created an audience before I started the podcast. And that's what helped boost it up um, even more and to where I am today because of all of the work that I did beforehand and the systems that I have in place. And I'm still continuing to do today because obviously it's not perfect and it's fairly brand new. What has been your best strategy to build up that online audience? Creating an audience, obviously, it's going to be very hard if you're doing it authentically. It doesn't come overnight. There's a lot of people that do it by building it up, by paying for it. or But those are the type of things where the audience don't really care about you, right? They don't care about your product. They don't care about your content. So it's pretty much just like ghosts. <laughs> you don't want those types of audience. So I tell people all the time, you don't need a lot of audience, but you need dedicated 
audiences, right? So just building it up, making sure that you are there for them, you're creating good content for them, you are collaborating with people who have maybe similar audience that you want for your company and for your business and then creating genuine friendships with people who can also help you build that up because they're going to introduce you to their own audience and that's how you build and then you're also helping each other out. That's something I'll definitely keep in mind as I'm trying to build up my audience of teen girls who will be hopefully seeing this book once it's done and as you build up your audience and you post things on social media and you're in these podcasts you have to do a lot of public speaking and interviewing people. Does that make you nervous? Did it? And how do you deal with that anxiety? For me, my background is in teaching. And I spoke in front of teenagers, actually, and parents. And so it doesn't really give me anxiety. I know it gives a lot of people anxiety. And I still get jitters and nervousness before I do interviews. That doesn't really go away, right? Because that's also part of the excitement of it all. It comes with practice. You have to keep practicing. So one of the things that I actually do is, especially when I'm, this is also another thing that I use when I'm talking to sponsors, potential sponsors, right? And I'm trying to negotiate. So I do it as much as possible because once I start talking to a sponsor that I really want and I'm trying to nail um, it down, I already have so much experience from negotiating, from talking to them, from doing the interviews that it becomes second nature. So I would say if you're wanting to do a podcast, if you want to do public speaking, or even if you're just going to an interview, just keep practicing it. I remembered in my 20s and even when I was a teenager, I would just apply for jobs. And even if it's jobs that I didn't even want, I would just go to the interviews and keep practicing. And by the time I got to the the interviews that I really wanted for the jobs that I really loved, I was such a pro at it that I got every single jobs that I applied for because my my skills, interviewing skills became so great because of all of the practice that I got beforehand. Yeah, that's such great advice. And I think that teenagers definitely need to understand that a lot of the things they do in school or a lot of the extracurriculars they do, it's really just practice, you know, for when it counts later in life. Thinking back to your teenage years, what is something that you wish you had known back then? When you're thinking about when you're young, is that you feel like, it's always the end of the world when you don't get certain things or it's the end all be all. And you don't realize that there's so many years ahead of you that there's going to be a lot of failures and mistakes and joys and winning things, you know, like there's a lot of different things that happens to you. And just to take things as you go and to really enjoy every single moment because you're never going to be as young as you are. And to take every possibility to experiment with a lot of different things because that's really how you're going to learn what you want to do with your life is just figuring it out by experiencing things. So don't be afraid. I know fear stops people from doing it. Even as adults, we all have that. But just to get over that hurdle and just do whatever you can to really figure yourself out because that's really you know even now as an adult I'm still figuring it out and so don't feel like it's the end-all be-all 
you're you're gonna win you're gonna lose and that's just how life is if you do it well then you succeed because you have failed at a lot of things and that's that's really what it is um successful people failed a lot more (laughs) what is one of the worst pieces of advice you've ever received either as a teenager or even recently I guess the worst piece of advice that I've ever received was just do things for the money. And I did that. I actually took that advice and I absolutely hated it. And it wasn't something that I was passionate about and I did it for money. I made no money because there was no passion. So you have to, again, you have to really align your passion with your talent and that's how you're going to create something that will make you money. And if you're passionate about it, you're going to keep going. So yeah, so just keep going, do it for your passion and make sure you have talent to it and then learn how to make money from it. (laughs) And finding your passion is something that happens over time. And I think that's something sometimes young women forget or all of us forget that it's a journey. Yeah, absolutely. There's always going to be obstacles. It's a journey. It takes a while. There's no overnight success. You see people, you know, even with me, people look at me and they see the podcast is creating income. And a lot of people can't do that with a podcast right now. But the reason why is I've already failed at so many businesses that I've tried and I've learned so much from it. And I've been taking that to this business that I have now. I just have one kind of Last question, as I'm going out to do this project and writing this book, I'm going to be meeting a lot of new people. And because you meet people all the time through this podcast, I was wondering if you have any networking tips. When I was doing my other businesses, one of the worst mistakes I ever did was just to go on random networking events. And you usually don't get the right type of people, right? So what I do is I actually research the people who I want to talk to, right, beforehand. And what I do is I contact them via email, via DM, social media, all of those things. And that's how I create a really good relationship because I do it person to person. Now, if you're going to a networking event, I would recommend researching who you want to see there and try to talk to them. But one of the things about networking events, I mean, definitely you can meet really great people there if it's quality networking event. But if there's somebody there that you want to talk to and they're also someone that a lot of people want to talk to, they may not give you the right attention there because there's so many people vying for their attention. So I always say contact them via email, via DM, call them, whatever it is that you need to do, and maybe ask them for coffee or see if you could do it face-to-face or even a call, one-on-one. One-on-one is always the best, and you don't necessarily need to go to a networking event to do that And because a lot of times, for me, anyways, I feel like it would be a waste of time to do that. So my time is very valuable. I don't like to waste my time. I go straight to the person I want to talk to, and I talk to them directly. But if you're just starting out, I would say, yeah, contact people, DM them, email them. If you're going to go to a networking event, be very strategic on how you talk to people because people will talk your ear off. And then before you know it, you've only talked to one or two people and it's done. (laughs) Got it. That's super helpful. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you, Maeve. So if our listeners want to know more about you and what you're up to, where can they find you? They can find me uh, on my website, which is maveronan.com. So it's spelled M-A-E-V-E-R-O-N-A-N. 
or on Instagram at Maeve Ronan. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Maeve. And thank you for giving me all of these questions. I really appreciate it. And I hope it helped you. Thank you, Debbie. It was very helpful. And I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this mentorship episode with Maeve. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.